On Thursday, December 4, 2014, seven years ago today, we launched this podcast, spending time with Mary Sue Tobin on our first episode. Today, she is back on episode 313. Why? Because we like her. She's always fun to talk to. She's very smart, and she knows her shit. She's here to talk about the state of the quadrophones, that fabulous saxophone quartet that she helped found about an upcoming concert with Ezra Weiss's band, and a couple of albums that might have slipped through the cracks from Rebirthing the Cool Bebop and Beyond. But she could have had nothing in particular to talk about and still have been delightful. Let's catch up with Mary Sue Tobin. Welcome to the cafe. Mary Sue. Hi, Tom. <laughs> I'm here. It's great. Do you remember that you were on the very first episode well, I remember coming, yeah, you were at that little coffee shop over in Northwest. Yes. And um, in the back room there. That's right. Yeah, it was super exciting. I you totally remember that. You were first. Yeah. I'm th- well, I'm. it's a very distinct honor that I have to be the first one <laughs> on your show. And this is like number 313, I believe. Okay, so first I'm 313. But then so, there was another one in the middle. Yeah, we've done, yeah, we've done, and the, and yeah. 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 And of course, you always have all, a lot of my friends on here too. So. That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's it going? Um, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. It, it's uh, it's it, you know it's been a rough road, like for everybody else. But mm-hmm. um, just got done with some great. Uh, I I love it that people are coming up with creative ways to do gigs. So. The quads we just played, um, the quadraphones we just played at Carrie Pollitzer's Driveway Jazz series. Uh-huh. So just set up right in her and George Colligan's driveway. <laughs> and then she's got her video camera out there. And people come and sit on the lawn. Yeah. And um, we people came to that gig that just live in the neighborhood and then, of course, they knew other people, yeah. and they were like, this is crazy, a saxophone quartet, and I was in a band with her, and I didn't even know you played, and then you're in my neighbor's lawn because my kids go to school with their kids, so I love it. And then we played at a pool party for Friends of Chamber Music, you know, like right by a pool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was a little concerned that, that someone would go in, but... Uh, yeah. It was chamber music, so they were sitting. Um, <laughs> and again, people that wouldn't necessarily come to our shows, yeah. you know. Um, and I and I did the drive the the Montevilla Jazz. Yeah, had the um, the door to door thing. Yeah, um, which is just fantastic. So yeah. uh, people are getting really creative with how they how they do gigs. I gotta give it to give a lot of credit to the Montevilla people. Absolutely, because they did it right. Yeah, they did not take the chance of of of, of having everything be wide open. No, nope. and they made that decision real early before the variant. Yep, you know, and it just was. I mean, they had to change one thing. I think, right? Yep. Yeah, Neil Neil Matson, he's my neighbor. He's literally my neighbor. So <laughs> we both live in Montevilla. Yeah, yeah. And I've done a lot of work for them in the schools as the artist in residence, and. Um, he, Neil Mountain and Ryan Marr, who's his partner, and Ryan also lives in Montevilla. Yeah. Um, I see him up on Stark all the time, yeah. um, getting beers. <laughs> uh, Ryan? No. I had Ryan here. Ryan was in here. 
They're great. They're great. Yeah. They're they're and they're so together and and they constantly are doing different programming and they're yeah. constantly coming up with these great ideas. Like I said, yeah. the their um, door to door jazz. Uh-huh. I forget what kind of a tag that they had for that. Uh, jazz grams. Yeah. Which you know could be implied to be something else. Yes. But it was. Yes. <laughs> um, the, Do they still have stripograms? Well, they must, and they must, you and probably it. over the pandemic, that was probably a, a big seller. So, right. you know. <laughs> but the jazz grams, but they yeah. didn't leave it out on your porch like, <laughs> like dominoes, right? No. no, and actually, for the jazz grams, I was one of the artists, so you had to stand on the sidewalk, and the yeah. people would be waiting on their porch for you. So, but yeah, like you said, they're very concerned about safety. They're very, yeah. they're very considerate people. They are. V- they really want to represent the community yeah. and they want to keep the community safe, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, well, d- I have nothing but the best to say about them. When Ryan was here, we behaved ourselves. <laughs> we didn't, you didn't talk, talk about ab- baseball. Not until he turned oh, the turn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little bit. Well, you were <laughs> in your Baltimore shirt there. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, some strong passions about baseball going on there. <laughs> that's all his Twitter feed is, by the of way. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I think it's great. I I don't even know the slightest thing except I do go to the Portland Pickles. I like to go to the Portland well, Pickles games. How could you not? No, you know, I know you it's don't great have to be a baseball fan to like it's, the Pickles. It's fantastic. So because as you know, things with a K sound are funny. Yeah. <laughs> Pickles is funny. Is Cockroach funny. is funny. Yes. So, oh Chicken yeah. is funny. A turtle is a turtle funny? A turtle's kind of funny, no, I guess. There's no K sound. Oh, there's no. Oh, I thought you said it meant K. like. Things oh, with a K sound. Oh, I This is see. a line from Sun, Sunshine oh, Boys. Oh, my word. Okay. okay. It's All one right. of you got my me favorite there. parts of the Sunshine Boys. <laughs> <laughs> when Walter Matthau is telling his nephew for the 50th time, Things with a K sound are funny. <laughs> I thought you said case on them. No, K sound. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Chicken. You're more of an announcer, I Cockroach. see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you oh. say it, not if you have them. Okay. The, no. The, oh, the yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be terrible. Yeah. Terrible, 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 terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. Yeah. What um, are we talking about? We're talking about your recent quadrophone gigs. Oh yeah, right. And how I am the pandemic. So yeah, yeah. no, it's been going. It's 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 actually over the pandemic. Um, and I think one of the reasons I'm here is that is um, over the pandemic. Actually, um, there was three albums released uh-huh. that for bands that I love that I'm in. Yeah. Um, with original music uh-huh. and um, so. That's, I mean, that's pretty good, right? Three albums yeah. in a year and a half. Yeah. So, and two of them are rebirthing the cool. Two of them are rebirthing the cool. Yep. What is that? Yeah. Well, so um, originally we started out. David Watson had the um, this book of all of the Miles Davis nonet uh-huh. charts from from Birth of the Cool, uh-huh. and originally he just wanted a nonet um, in Portland to play that music, uh-huh. and David doesn't he wasn't even going to be in the band he just huh. liked the music so much and wanted to put together this band to play this music uh-huh. and so he got to get um the lineup has changed from the very beginning um but it's morphed into this core of um 
uh, Ed Bennett, the mm-hmm. double, so the the double Eds, and again, it, it had other people in it at the beginning, but yeah. the core of it now is, and who was on this album is mm-hmm. um, Ed Bennett on bass, mm-hmm. and then Ed Pierce on drums, uh-huh. and then the young, wonderful David Kim on piano. Uh-huh. Um, How young is young? Uh, I think he's mid-twenties, late-twenties, wow. so... Nice. Um, but he's fantastic. And then the horns, we have a tuba player. So we have Mark Vanderkamp on tuba. And then we have Paul Mazio on tuba, trumpet. Not, tuba, not sousaphone. Uh, he, he both, both. Uh-huh. He, 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 he can and does play both. Okay. So, um, but more tuba in the non <laughs> We're not doing something like New Orleans, like, woo, woo. Um, <laughs> well, we do a little bit. Yeah. But uh, let's see. So Mark on the tuba and then uh, Paul Mazio on trumpet. Stan you Rock. I had him in here and I said, Paul, is it Mazio or Mazio? And he said, it's Mazio. Well, he should tell people because we've been calling him Mazio for years. I know, I did too, but it's like pizza, two Z's. Uh-huh. Mazio. Well, Mazio, you should have told us. We call him Maz. I think he's. I think he probably gave up. Yeah, he probably did. After decades of having yeah. people pronounce it Mazio. Well, that that that's his karma because he used to call me Mary all the time, even though he <laughs> knew that it really upset me to be called Mary. So Jeez. maybe that's his karma. So, and he knew it. He didn't. He wasn't forgetting. He would do it deliberately, like quietly with a smile on his face. Oh, you know. <laughs> That's uh, passive aggressive. I finally put my foot down. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So. Uh, anyways, so Paul Mazio, and then um, where was I? That's the brass, and mm-hmm. then the horn, the saxes, um, Lee Wethenow, uh-huh. the King, um, and Pete Peterson, and myself. And so mm-hmm. it's a, and then for singing, we will bring in um, uh, Alyssa Schwari is a, mm-hmm. um, is our main singer, and then David will sing some stuff too. But mm-hmm. originally, it was just to play the music of Miles Davis in this nonette. Yeah. So we learned all the cool tunes people don't do, Budo, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, all all of the all of the great arrangements, which are really hard. So. We actually all all these people are professional musicians who work all the time, but we would have rehearsals. You what know. makes them hard? Uh, it the intricacy of the lines, mm-hmm. um, the harmonies, uh, ev- ev- everything about it to get it right is really difficult. Um, so, mm-hmm. so we you know we go out to Pete's on a Sunday morning, tired, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and rehearse this stuff. And then eventually people started writing for the band. So on the albums, there are original arrangements with by Stan Bach and by Pete Peterson. Uh-huh. Um, and then as well as arrangements of sort of classic tunes that Alyssa likes to sing, um, You Save Your Love For Me, uh-huh. uh, even, you know, It, it Don't Mean a Thing. <laughs> And uh, it ain't necessarily so. Lots, lots of cool arrangements for Nanette mm-hmm. of um, standard jazz tunes, but then also some of the Miles Davis stuff, and then also this original stuff. But we've been together for so long that we get, we can have a cohesive sound, even mm-hmm. though the styles of music, which is why 
Now we call it rebirthing of the cool bebop and beyond, which is a yes. mouthful. It is. But it does represent the band pretty well yeah, in that yeah. we started out as this bebop nonette. Yeah, and now it's beyond. It is beyond, yeah. Even though we still do that material. So, yeah. yeah. You know what Sun Ra used to say? It ain't necessarily so that it ain't necessarily so. Well, it's brilliant. He's brilliant. That sums it up completely, Tom. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty great. I sent him out to all my family for Christmas because they came oh, in the in the pandemic. We got yeah. they both came out one in January of 2021. I think we figured out um, called the Ludlow Affair, which is a what tune. Does that mean? Well, it's a tune that Ed Bennett wrote for uh -huh. the album for us. And I have no idea. Ed is a is a strange and mysterious man. So <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe he was involved in some sort of. It's a really hip chart. It yeah. sounds like James Bond '60s <laughs> cool jazz. Uh -huh. I I play soprano on it with Mazios. I think he's on wow. flugelhorn on that one. Huh. And. Uh, so I, you'd have to ask Ed, but I I prefer to think that Ed was involved in some nefarious yes. uh, case during the '60s or yes. '70s. Yes. So, so that that or album it could, it could have been a love affair. It could, well, he's happily married, so maybe we so, should not talk about that, Tom. Well, I mean, it doesn't doesn't mean it just happened. It that's could have true. happened when he was twenty five well, years true. old. that's true. That's true. But why bring it up now? But <laughs> <laughs> but that that's that's the first album that came out, um, and then we released. We had so much material from not only that recording session but a later when we did at Pete's studio um that the first session we did at this big studio with Bob Stark and then we had so much material and people kept writing more arrangements that we did another session at Pete's studio and so we we had to make two albums yeah. so the first one the the Ledlow affair I would say is more instrumental help instrumental heavy yeah and then the second one loveliest really features Alyssa's mm -hmm. vocals with that that sort of big band nonette sound behind mm -hmm. her and then David Watson on his songs as well so uh -huh. I would say one is more instrumental but they were both recorded during the same period of time mm -hmm. so does this band ever play live yeah we used to play we used to play at Vita Bohem all the time uh. Um, we play, played at Jimmy Max, and yeah. now I'm going to be sad that these right. places we played at the Fremont Theater. Right. We played at the the place over on Fremont. Uh, we played at Clyde's. These are all venues. Well, Clyde's is still going. Uh, I think so, although I heard a rumor, but oh, I, really? I couldn't say. Oh, yeah, but we played at the 1905. Um, they're still open. Yeah, they're still open. <laughs> But it's a big band. Oh, and we played yeah. at Chris. We play at Christos's in Salem. Uh -huh. um, we are choosing not to play there because um, they don't have vaccines in place. So you've got a gig coming up with uh, Ezra Weiss. Yes. Yeah. At the 1905. Um, I've got my uh, hard copy calendar, um, which you and other people love. Um, and it's wonderful. It's a big, I am it's a, only people that book. can. Yes. It's, um, it was almost, it's not quite a daytimers. Remember it, daytimers? Yeah. yeah. I used to have those too. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I love, I love to have the tangible, like yeah, yeah. touch it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But 
it's on October 23rd with mm-hmm. us at the 1905. Uh-huh. And I was just saying, he's another guy that writes really well for both a larger ensemble and a big band. Uh-huh. And I recorded for one of his big band albums at the same studio that Rebirth of the Cool recorded uh-huh. our album at. Yeah, and yeah. so I I love playing with Ez. I love his writing. Um, I got to do a thing with for another big band that he had with Marilyn uh, Keller yeah. fronting it, which was money for the... Um, refugees at the border uh-huh. and um, I love as that he does things like that A but then he's also such a great writer and always puts this, these fantastic groups of musicians together um, not always the same suspects you know uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so I'm 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 super psyched to go I've never played with his sextet I've played with his the numerous incantations of his big band incarnations uh-huh, of his big uh-huh, band uh-huh. but never the sextet so uh-huh. i can't wait and that sextet is um he he uses different people sometimes yeah. so uh, but i know that he What's off, the general often, often uses oh, oh well it's bass drums yeah um keys yeah and then three horns usually okay. so okay. john nastos plays for him a lot uh-huh. I, usually alto and soprano um, and then uh, trumpet and, um, gosh, I don't think trombone, uh-huh. but, um, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Huh. Okay. <laughs> this is why I'm saying it's my first time with this sex set, so <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be thrilled to do that. Great. Oh, Great. tenor, yeah. So alto, tenor, because he uses Devin Phillips a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, And yeah. Farnell often on the trumpet, uh-huh. although... Ezra likes to mix it up, as I was saying. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. guess what? I don't have to ask you about this time. What that I have asked you about every other time uh, for a year, Park? ten for ten years. Um, no. <laughs> um, PDX Jazz. No. Um, When's the Durkin record coming oh. out? <laughs> <laughs> that was another album that came out during the pandemic. Well, I had Andrew so, on. I had, I had, I had, I had oh, you, the, you've done I had, it. I had okay, him on the great. podcast. Yeah. Fantastic. Of course. Yeah. You kidding me? I know. <laughs> well, and that's one that was recorded way before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. Yeah. Before the, the dawn of, before, before the, when the dinosaurs were still, were still around. Yeah. We just like torturing <laughs> you for years. For years. For years. I, every time I would run into anybody connected with, I, I would, I would ask. I know. I know. I you, know. you hounded us relentlessly. I thought Tom. that maybe it would help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it took a pandemic yeah. for it. <laughs> for it to finally come out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I'm I'm ha- happy to say, when he was here and did the podcast, he didn't stand on his head. He is obsessed with standing on his head. I know. It's true. It's true. I was just going to say that maybe part of the reason is because he's he's a super mellow, super nice guy. One of the best band leaders yeah. I've ever. And I've been in his industrial jazz group. I know. Larger group. Yeah. I've played in his sextet. Um, and he's one of the nicest band leaders I've ever had. But he is kind of a perfectionist. And so I was going to say maybe that's why the album took so long because he was tinkering with things. Um, and, but 
I think that that's why he's obsessed with the headstands now. Because oh. he has something to be a total perfectionist about. And in yoga, like you can never be right. You're going to have to spend the whole rest of your life doing it perfectly. And then some yoga instructor is going to be, well, you're not really doing it perfectly. You could be doing this better or hold it longer. or, And you're just like... I am just like, I don't care. I'm going to do it for as short as I want, and I'm going to do it my own way. And Andrew, I think he's uh, he'll spend the rest of his life trying to achieve perfection doing handstands. Well, but, yeah, I'm not going to do a handstand. No, no. I'm sure, no I'm sure he, he loves that. He loves it. Yeah. He likes to have a project and then get it absolutely perfect. So, which can be a good thing, and he enjoys it. That would drive me crazy. I would just be like, I would like to be done now. <laughs> well, it was a great record. It was a great. It was a great record. We loved. Yeah, we loved yeah, it. It really was. We got really nice reviews too from yeah. like you know fancy Swedish uh -huh. writers and uh -huh. all kinds of. Why you know, are they fancy kind of, in Sweden, but not in America? Well, I, he had a fancy <laughs> Swedish name, and his job was to review uh, jazz releases. So goddamn I'm intellectual. Some goddamn fancy. intellectual, I bet. <laughs> yeah, he liked it. But and then, like, other cantankerous people, we made it under people's, like, you know, best releases of the pandemic yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, that's cool. <laughs> yes. We thought that that was pretty cool. But still. <laughs> You're so, fancy. John, we're glad I'm that you fancy. like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm fancy, all right. <laughs> With your Baltimore shirt on. Well, all right, whatever. <laughs> all right, so what's up with the, with the quadrophones? What, what what's in the plans? What's in the works? Uh, okay, well, so I like I was telling you, we finished those two cool gigs with the chamber. Yeah. Um, so we're we're trying to figure out our new direction because uh -huh. we've been doing this. We have. Um, three of our own albums out um one which is out of print the last one was this funk album of all originals right and we've been doing that in clubs with a rhythm section yeah. with cameron on guitar cameron morgan and having this sort of louder bigger mm -hmm. poppier funk kind of a sound yeah and then you know and then we did this this album of andrew durkin's pieces which is total chamber music yes jazz you know yeah fancy if you want to call it that and um and these past two gigs because of the pandemic we went back down to doing a quartet so uh -huh. we could play outside and acoustically which we love and so now because of where we're at in the pandemic we've decided not to book any more gigs um until you know things settle down and it gives us though the chance to decide what we what we want to do and chelsea's been living on a farm in cottage grove wow and meek has been traveling all over the world <laughs> and uh michelle and i have been in sort of our corners of the city doing our things uh -huh. with all of our different groups that we play with and it, we're actually kind of excited for it we're not depressed uh -huh. about it we're renewing our website we're going to have new arrangements we might mix up the band a little bit but we're really happy playing with the four of us. Yeah. And we've really put in a lot of work to do um, to where we're self-sufficient as a quartet. Mm -hmm. And people really like it. Like I was saying with the 
even with the different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. We just did the jazz set of acoustic jazz for sax quartet. Mm -hmm. We did chamber set, you know, Philip Glass, Astor Piazzolla. And people really like that. So that doesn't mean that we'll stay as a quartet, but we'll probably come out with a whole, we'll probably use the time um, to come up with a whole new set of arrangements. And I don't know what that is yet, you know? So, uh, but we're gonna have some fun figuring it out. So music to watch girls by is out of print? It's out of print. No. Well, I know. I know you like that album. We do, too. (laughs) We're going to try to figure it out. I think we have to do something with um, CD Baby, who um, they're disfunct as far as the actual CDs go. Oh, boy. But we think that they have um, uh, a way to release it digitally so it could be a re-release of music to watch girls by that's good because it is one of the greatest names for an album it's a great album and and we do that song i know that i like that song some people think that that song is cheesy but i like that song. oh it's a great song yeah it's a great song so what's wrong with cheesy i nothing nothing they can go to heck tom that's what i think (laughs) (laughs) it was it was wasn't that was that a, a theme for from a game show it's got it's got it had to be somebody had to use that was it bob crew i you know i don't think it was bob crew yeah one of the cheesiest one of one of the cheesiest yes there you go i'm sure john waters your own baltimore's own john waters would love that song I don't know about that. <laughs> I think he might like the you know the dating game. You know, there's a new there's a new dating there's a celebrity dating game on the show now. No, it's I, the worst thing on television. It's oh wonderful. God. It is the absolute worst thing oh, on television. Oh it's no, it's great. Yeah. it's just wor- <laughs> you know who's on it. No, I don't. He's, he's one of the. He's like a co-host, but he doesn't. He's like he's a dead person. It's Michael Bolton. Oh my God! And he just sits wow. there. It just sits there while the perky co-host does does her thing, and every once in a while they'll get him. They'll ask him to get up and sing, and it's it's a zombie. He's a zombie. Well, I mean, we always knew that about Michael Bolton yeah. that he was a zombie. <laughs> so in a way, it doesn't surprise me that he's ended up on this dating show. But that is weird and pretty creepy. I have to say, like, you know, it's oh, it's totally creepy. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They dug him up out of Vegas. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on, Bolton. Just, you're coming with and us. And he just sits at this table. <laughs> no, that's super And, and not, not moving while all um, this other stuff yeah. is going on in the show. I'm not and then at some able... point, they ask him to stand up and sing. I'm going to have nightmares about this for sure. You should yeah. watch it. You really should. Uh, okay. You should really watch right. it. It's the worst <laughs> thing on television. Absolutely. It's worse than. Well, I'm the... putting it in my planner. Oh, good. You should. It in my planner, you should. Tom. <laughs> Well, look, uh, thanks for coming yeah. in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, having great me. Great to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, and, uh, you know, let's let's move some of these, some of these, uh, um, uh, Rebirth in the Cool. Rebirth in Cool albums, yeah. yeah. You can get them on the internet. You can get them on Spotify. We'll put, it, we'll put a, yeah, we'll, we'll put a can, link up. And David has the website, Rebirth. Yeah. You have to do the whole rebirthing of the cool. Uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll link. You'll we'll figure link it, it out. But, yeah, they're we'll great albums. They yeah. really are. I'm yeah. really... Um, with those two and then the quads Andrew Durkin that already you covered and got a lot of press I just felt bad that these two really great albums with great musicians um, 
you know, they did kind of suffer from not having us be able to play yeah. all these horn players. So I, I appreciate the time. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for sure. having me. And as we like to say at the end of these now, that's entertainment. It's a wrap. Thank <laughs> you.